Hello and welcome to the Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Vecini. We're presented by CLNS Media. Today on the show, we've got some news today. Uh, Dear Curtainbox here. He is Hi. buying a house. That's the news. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the most important news. I'm stressed news, out, Sam. I feel like. He's got some stress in his life. Uh, the real news, though, is that Anthony Davis has requested a trade officially, finally, um, you know, it seemed like for a while, we've talked about this before, that it did not, uh, was not going to end well for Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans. But uh, Rich Paul has made it official. He has told them, and Anthony Davis has told some of his teammates, that he wants to move on from New Orleans uh, as soon as possible, essentially. Uh, he has been out for a little while now with injury. I would imagine he has played his last game in a Pelicans jersey just because there's no real reason to continue this uh charade there's really only downside for the pelicans at this stage so with that being said we're going to talk about anthony davis and all of the things that go into an anthony davis trade but first dieter how are you doing again i'm i'm stressed out and i'm sad because i literally thought that you brought up the house thing on the sole purpose of you were going to do one of your your patented San Vicini transitions and say, you know who's not buying a house in New Orleans anytime soon? Anthony Davis. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty I good. I, I felt it in my chest, and then it didn't come, and it, the letdown was was painful. So I'm really, really sorry about that now that I think about it. I'm, I'm like actually kind of bummed that I didn't it's do okay. it It's okay. It's okay. No one shoots a 1,000% from the line. It's true. Um, the sponsors today, Simple Contacts, uh, is going to be one sponsor. Um, might have another sponsor in here as well. We do. It's, uh, it is Mint Mobile. We have Mint Mobile as a sponsor today as well. We'll get to those later on. Uh, Dieter, yeah. I woke up this morning around like 7 o'clock. And it was, yeah. the news had already been out for, what, like an hour and a half or so? Something like yeah. that? Rich Paul operates on Eastern Standard Time. He does. So I just look at my phone, and I have, like, texts like crazy. I look at oh, my yeah. mentions column <laughs> on Twitter. I've got, like, 15 mentions already. I was like, Jesus. Like, I watched Support the Girls and Leave No Trace last night and tweeted about it. Like, is this, like, some <laughs> hive of fans of these movies? Um. No, it, it wasn't. This was a thing that we, again, we've seen coming for a while and now it's coming. And luckily, uh, both of us have positioned ourselves in such a manner to where uh, they need the takes and they need them now. Yeah. Yeah. Just like immediate takes constantly. Um, what was your just initial reaction when you saw this? I'm a little bit surprised by the timing. Obviously, you mentioned the injury thing and how he's I don't know. I just thought that this would be slow burned a little bit. I I, I, I can't figure out why the inevitability came to a, a head today when so they could have I have a theory on that but yeah, you, I have zero so let's hear it so my theory on this is to put pressure on the Lakers and to try and put pressure on the Pelicans uh, the goal okay. here I think is to try and get Anthony Davis to the Lakers and that stands uh, to reason right Rich Paul right like I think that that is what they inevitably want they're they are saying that they do not they're not putting a team on it they're not saying like hey this specific team is where Anthony right. Davis wants to go but I think the idea here is that we try and maybe put a small amount of pressure on the Pelicans maybe this irrational front office makes a poor decision and just moves into the Lakers immediately and ends the whole charade right yes no, I don't, that is that is the best possible theory for why yeah. now. But I mean, like, I don't think it's going to happen. Having said that, uh, I, I guess I don't know, man. Do you <laughs> honestly feel like the Pelicans are rational actors in this play? So yeah, the way that I want to structure this podcast is I want to talk about the Pelicans just in general at the top, okay. and then I want to talk about the other uh, teams that will be bidding for Anthony Davis. So Boston the lakers the knicks yeah. i think are realistically uh yeah. you know 
uh, all of this, Brooklyn. I think, is Brooklyn could be in the mix as well if they want to be. So there's a, couple, there's a couple of fun names in here that we can get into, right? And including the Bulls, which we'll laugh at for a minute. Um, why? So why'd, why'd you have to do that, man? Come on. I want to talk about uh, just the Pelicans situation here and what you're doing. So, in my opinion, they need to make a call. I would say right now, realistically, on Dell Demps at this stage. Like, oh yeah, one thousand percent. That is that is the number one thing on Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson's radar, right? Uh, also, how involved is Mickey Loomis? The funny thing about all of this would be how involved would Mickey Loomis be if the Saints. Or if that crazy penalty call gets called and the right. Saints win that game against the Rams, like, right. would we be in a situation where things are different because of uh, the Saints yeah. being in the Super Bowl right now? Like, that that's, what, that's where we're at, and that's how stupid this entire situation is with the Pelicans. But throwing that aside, like, how much is ownership going to be involved? This is, you know, Gail Benson. This is arguably her first, like, huge decision, right, right? in terms of... Uh, and then Mickey Loomis, how involved is he? And then the next thing is you have to make a call on Dell Demps. Do you want Dell Demps to be the person who makes this trade? Well, let's let's think about this even a, a bit more existentially almost. Like this this move very well could end the Pelicans in New Orleans. There, there's there's plenty of timelines where you see this team never gets back to the level that it got to and that this was the peak and anthony davis leaving turning down you know what would be a supermax and all that stuff is the precursor for this team moving to seattle or vegas or someplace else because they were barely i mean they were sucking sucking wind with him and so, when so they were I, fun and good i will say like i think that is like that sounds dramatic no but I, 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 I i listen a lot of things i say sound dramatic that is like I, I actually point. don't think, yeah, like, I think that that is a point that needs consideration. Like, I don't think it's, like, an immediate thing that will happen tomorrow. Um, maybe it's, like, 10 no, years down the not. road, five years down I don't down even the know road. that. I don't even know that. Like, listen, the Warriors played down in New Orleans in last year's playoffs, and it was a, an interesting, though, to most uncompetitive series. All I heard about the entire time talking to people down in New Orleans was how even with this fun team, even with one of the best players in the NBA, even with, you know, there was positivity to be had from that team. I bought into the positivity. Shit, I I was pounding Pelicans harder than anyone in the preseason. Even with that positivity, no one gave a shit. You could get into the lower bowl at the Smoothie King Center for like 20 bucks for a Warriors-Pelicans playoff game. People were flying in from the Bay Area because it was such a great friggin' deal. You're flying flying into the central time zone. You're putting 300 bucks down on a flight. Like this is it was an it's a nearly insolvent franchise. There's a reason that it is held under the umbrella of the Saints. Like there are major 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 league issues and if this team needs to now do the full rebuild sort of thing, which they would be smart to do, um, at least from a, a basketball operations perspective, if they have to do that, I honestly I have a very, very hard time seeing this franchise survive under those circumstances unless the Benson family is cool just drinking water nonstop for the next 10 years and hoping that another Anthony Davis type comes around so that they might not maybe, who knows, down that line. It's not as if the NBA is like the NFL where everybody makes money. Teams lose money in the NBA and the Pelicans are one of them. So, and to me, 
um, you know, you mentioned the idea of, you know, what what asset like Anthony Davis could the Pelicans get that changes this calculus, right? Like what what is that asset? So there, there's one that's very clearly out there for me. Uh, it is the number one pick in the 2019 draft. Right. Like to me, that is just by far the number one asset that the Pelicans, I think, realistically could end up having on the table here. But before we get to that, I think that we need to talk about the fact that they need to wait to make this deal. They Yes, we've talked about that several times. Absolutely. They cannot make this deal before the deadline, in my opinion. There are a lot of reasons for that. First, uh, I I thought you were talking about July. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying like even before the lottery, we'll say. You can't yeah. make this deal before the lottery. Um, okay. First and foremost, you want Boston involved. You want to see where Boston's picks fall. Second, right. uh, you want the Knicks involved. You want Chicago involved, potentially. Mm-hmm. And you want to see if they get the number one overall pick and are willing to involve that in a deal. Uh, yeah. There's just There are a lot more options on the table to trade Anthony Davis if you wait a year. And no team, or if you wait a few months, and yeah. no team that is trading for Anthony Davis and giving up legitimate value, in my opinion, is really going to be, I mean, like the Lakers would like to have him for this year, but I don't think that, you know, them getting Anthony Davis for one season on this contract and then a potential long-term contract is going to be the difference between them offering, you know, Lonzo Ball, et cetera, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, everyone on their roster to get Anthony Davis. So, I think that you have to consider that aspect of this. Second, we go back to the idea of Dell Demps and what he's doing. The reason that I say you have to make a decision right now on Dell Demps mm-hmm. is you have to decide what to do before the deadline now. Because if I'm the Pelicans, I consider tearing this thing down. I am saying trade All the way Julius down. Randall. I'm saying yeah. trade Nikola Miritich at least. Mm-hmm. I certainly gauge the market for Drew Holiday. Uh, it's going to be difficult know that if, contract, but yeah. Yeah, like I don't know if he goes. I love Drew. I love Drew. But and I think be, Drew could help tough. a ton of teams. There's, but there's not a single team in the NBA market. that wouldn't want Drew Holiday. The question is, are they willing to pay him? And can they even right. bring on that money? And then are they willing to give up what it would take going back to the Pellies? Yeah, everyone likes right. Drew Holiday. Just right. everyone likes Mike Conley. So you, you, need to, you need to make that decision, right, on what you're going to do pre-draft so Mm -hmm. i guess that you can't hire a general manager in all likelihood in 10 days just because that's not the way these searches work you need to be certain you need to interview you need to have a long-term vision and if you're making a decision in 10 days that's probably not going to end well having said that the reason that you need to decide this now is because you need to decide if you want Dell Demps making the Anthony Davis trade. Maybe this is a tryout for Dell Demps, the trade deadline here. It's a tryout to see if this is going to work. Um, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what your decision is. But you, yeah. you have to make a call on this, and you have to make a call on who your decision makers are, and you have to make a call on finding someone trustworthy to make this decision. Agreed. I think, listen, these are a lot of issues that frankly should have been hashed out well in advance of this come to Jesus moment. Um, It is difficult, again, to express how weird the Pelicans organization is run or how weirdly it is run. Um, Being sort of a subsidiary of the New Orleans Saints NFL team, uh, you add in the Benson conundrum to all of it. The fact that Mickey Loomis is in charge of both the NFL team and the NBA team, and we're not really sure how in charge of the NBA team he is, even though he very much has that title. Um, I feel bad for Dell Demps. 
there's no way that Dell Demps comes out of this looking good in my well that's not true but it's going to be very difficult for him to come out of this look looking rosy or at least with job security for a few years because again when the entire when the entire deck is loose you're, you're, how, how could you feel strong um I don't know I, I agree with you 100% on one the more you put it the way you phrased it there convinces me further of your initial point which is this is putting pressure on the Lakers right they have 10 days yes. 10 days in an hour two hours from the time we're talking by the time this goes up it'll be exactly 10 days probably from the trade deadline this is the laker this is rich paul saying lakers if you want to do it do it now now i will say this bad time for the lakers to try to try to sell some of these assets that they have because holy crap have they looked terrible over the last like six seven games with lebron out um so th- there's that, but you have then again the, the Celtics, you have the Knicks, you have a, a bunch of teams that will maybe come into the fold here in the next couple of weeks uh, as we see what the playoff situation shakes out like in the Western Conference. I will say this, very interesting, the Pelicans at 13, um, they have the, what do they have? 3% chance at number one overall, 14% chance at a top four pick right now. They've lost three in a row. They're 22 and 28. They're out of it. There's no question about that now. That was probably the case well before Anthony Davis exited the scene, so to say. Uh, but it is interesting because the Western Conference is going to have to hash itself out a little bit more. And perhaps certain teams will come to the light. I don't know if that can happen in 10 days, though. Well, you want to lose the rest of your games, essentially, if you're the Pelicans. Um, the oh, problem yeah. is oh, yeah. that they're you want to have the number one and number two overall pick. So the problem is that I don't think they can get to the number one pick because they already have 22 wins and I can't see a circumstance where Cleveland gets to 22. Oh, Jesus um, Christ, that's a depressing concept. <laughs> like, I don't think the, the Knicks lot of, will the, get to 22. Uh, I don't I mean, think that Phoenix I mean, listen, or Chicago man, the, are getting lottery, to 22. We're, we're in lottery reform here. It, things are weird. Things are going to be a lot right. weirder this year. The calculus that we have used sort of in our head abstractly to figure out who's going to have the number one one overall pick yes obviously that hierarchy still exists but it is not what we thought it was i mean yeah like i i, I i'll spend a lot of time on just tank everyone likes tr- uh, trade machine i like going on tankathon and um you can get some weird stuff at the top this year because again you only have a 14 percent chance top worst three teams have a 14 percent chance at number one overall fourth worst team 12.5 percent that is a big change from recent yeah. years and you're only and if you if you have one of the worst three records you only have like a 52 percent chance of a top four pick they right. really have loosened this up big time so new orleans is absolutely in the picture uh they have a better chance than like the bulls had of getting derrick rose that year yeah. um if they like, tank it out is... they're going to be in a decent spot to not only i mean obviously with anthony davis they should be theoretically one would hope for everyone's sake in a decent spot to land a very high draft pick if that is the asset that they covet and get their own very high draft pick and jumpstart a rebuild that gives them a chance. Because I would say it's more likely than not, in my gut, which is where all the truth lies, in my gut it's more likely than not that the New Orleans Pelicans do not exist as we know them in 2030. And this gives them a chance of maybe maybe, maybe switching that up. Yeah, so I think that the most underrated part of all of this is lottery reform, and I just wrote a blurb on this for The Athletic. Um, it totally throws everything off it throws every single thing off for everyone um and that's why i think you have to wait until the lottery you have to know where these picks fall um 
because again, and this is something that, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more in tune with, with than most people, but like there is a significant drop off between number one and number two in this draft. You want the number one pick. You kind of want number two. You might want number three. And then like number four, like, I would not really want number four in this draft. You'd be setting yourself up for failure, I think, because there are just so many guys in that yeah. mix um, where you're going to have to pay number four a lot of money now because of the uh, up to rookie scale. And he's probably going to be a project. He's probably a flawed player of some sort. Right. Um, right. Might not be a star if you try and take some cost certainty. So it's a really, really difficult draft once you get to four. So I think that if you're doing a draft-based package, you have to have at least a top three pick hopefully number one and you have to hope in that case that what the knicks get number one chicago gets number one maybe um (laughs) you know maybe phoenix could phoenix like slide in there maybe and get weird well Um, it it is that i've been thinking about that right because phoenix would theoretically have they could put together a package on par with whatever New York is throwing at it. And they stuff. could. Like, it's, it's just whether or not you think Anthony Davis would resign there. Yeah, that's a very, uh, I don't feel good about that. And I don't feel good yeah. about Robert Sarver extending that kind of money out. Like, to, right. I don't know. I just don't trust right. that guy. That's that new arena. He, he blackballed the people of Phoenix to get him a new arena. So he has a new revenue stream coming. Thank God that man is further enriched. So the can do is get to like number six number six uh is a pretty big difference from number 10 and where they where they are right now number six would give you a 35 percent chance at a top four pick and 8.3 percent chance at number one number 10 is 13.9 percent at a top four pick 3.0 percent chance for the number one overall pick um that is an added bonus to moving anthony davis and stripping this thing down for parts right now let julio okafor roll out of bed with 20 and 10 every morning let it let it happen We'll talk about that in a minute because I want to talk about that. Love that one. That's um, a world class. That's a, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet. That's beautiful. Oh, that's that's been around for a while for sure. Oh, I like um, that one. The big and big wireless provider stands for a lot of things: big contracts, big bills, and big fees. What big wireless doesn't want you to know is there's a way to cut your wireless bill down to just fifteen bucks a month. Introducing Mint Mobile, the game-changing company that's taken everything wrong with big wireless and made it right. Mint Mobile makes it so easy to cut your bill down to just 15 bucks a month. You can even keep your old number along with all your existing contacts with any Mint Mobile plan. There's no more paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month plus free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card, go to mintmobile.com slash podcast. That's mintmobile.com slash podcast. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month and get free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card at mintmobile.com slash podcast. Let's, uh, let's move on and talk about suitors, I guess. Because yeah. I, I want to talk about like, you know, who the, you know, some suitors are eventually for, you know, Julius Randle and Nikola Mirotich and all those guys. But more than that, I want to talk about suitors for Anthony Davis. So the number one suitor here is Boston. Boston has the most yes. to offer. So, Boston has the most to offer because they have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. um, Marcus Smart, who is a good player on a very good contract. Yes. Uh, they have all of the picks in the world, which is, I, I think, a scientific term. They have yes. the Sacramento pick, and Sacramento has been not terrible, obviously. They're at exactly 500. They're yeah, at exactly they're 500. Yeah. Um, you they have the Clippers pick. Bet, like I would say that Sacramento ends up as a top 10 pick, so you could Whoa. be... Whoa, sir. 
Sorry, yeah. we're not. We're, we're, we'll disagree on that. And we'll come back to it another time. So Sacramento, like maybe ends up as like a top ten pick. Um, you can get probably like Jalen Brown. You can get Marcus Smart. You can get a lot of value from Boston. Um, and like all of these other future picks. So like Memphis looks like it is legit going to have to tear it down for parts. Boston has a uh, future Memphis first round pick. That is maybe the most valuable asset uh, outside of the number one overall pick that could be dealt for Anthony Davis. Okay. Like that is, that is an, that is an excellent asset to hold right now. It is totally agree with that. <laughs> um, I, I don't here here's here's my here's my big question. I'm sorry, we're going to have to r- run back to the Pelicans here. Do we have any idea about what their goals are here? Stay solvent as a franchise. God damn. I mean, okay. I so legit then, think that like that is a real goal here. But. No, I I, I I we're in cahoots. So that behooves them to wait as long as possible. Let Boston get to the table. Boston has all of their assets and we go from there. And we've talked about this 10 times over, but I mean, it's not as if it's one year of Horford and Anthony Davis. You, you thank Al Horford for a service when it's done. You hope you keep Tatum in that. But even if you don't, you're in a position to where, you know, you have now Gordon Hayward, uh, who theoretically gets better from where he's at. You have Kyrie Irving. You have, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know how many draft picks you throw in there on top of Tatum to, to get the deal done. If that's who, if that is so the commodity going the other way. So it's Tatum, the Memphis pick and like mm-hmm. maybe two firsts. Plus you throw in Marcus smart too, just to make the salaries work. Fine. Done. We've solved it. Good job, everybody. Yeah. So like to me, if I, I would give up Jason Tatum, I think, I, yeah, I think I, I'm I just kind of at that stage. I would. Um, no, listen, I'm, I'm high on Tatum, but like you got a window right now and Anthony Davis helps your window both now and in the future. Uh, I don't think Jason Tatum's ever going to get to a level. I know it's different positions. I don't think he's ever going to get to an Anthony Davis level. Uh, you don't need all of those draft picks. All you're doing with all of those draft picks is having to cut somebody that you already like on your team. Uh, th- like they, this is this is the trade. This should be the one that they pull the trigger on. I think it's very clean, and um, that's why it will never happen. So uh, I think that. That is the reason that you wait, at least. If I'm, exactly. Bo- I think that exactly. right now, before the 2019 lottery, Boston has the best offer. Boston, yeah. though, again, cannot make this deal until July 1st because of collective bargaining rules. Uh, both Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis are on what is referred to as Rose Rule contracts. Indeed. You can only have one of those guys on your roster at once. Kyrie is obviously going to opt out of his contract at the end of the year, so. Mm-hmm. He is no longer going to be there. So you can move Anthony Davis in and then re-sign Kyrie Irving via bird uh, rights and and make this all work together, right? Um, I mean, you could also do like, what, Jason Tatum. The other other interesting idea here is if you're Boston, Mm -hmm. are you trying to get off of the Gordon Hayward contract in this? Like, do you try and do Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward uh, for, and like those two picks for Anthony Davis and... um, Cold-blooded. Anthony Davis, the Solomon Hill contract, right. and um, what what else can we do? We can do... I don't know, man. You're the one maybe, with the trade machine open right now. Else. So, like, yeah. I actually don't have the trade machine open. I'm just kind of going Damn, you're doing this off the top, top of your head? head? Yeah. Oh, this is, this is all... Because Gordon Hayward has, like, 32 next year, I think. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis is 27. Marcus, or, uh, Jason Tatum's at, like, six and a half or so, yes. if I remember correctly. So, I like... That is, that is an accurate... Uh, recollection yeah so it's like something it's something like that um but if if i'm them i I look at something like that too uh and if i'm the pelicans like is gordon hayward interesting to me 
Kind of, what, a little man, bit. Come on, like wh- that's an all-time buy low, but pay high. It is. Yeah, it is. Like Gordon Hayward sure I, is really good at basketball. Like he in theory, be helpful for you as you try and build this thing. In theory, and, but the question is, like, do you just want to bottom out with Jason Tatum and then like continue to accumulate draft picks? Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> you look at how the Pelicans have operated over the last few years. They they've kind of gone for broke, and now you know the debt collectors are coming here. God, um, think about think about that. Going for broke for the Pelicans has been signing Solomon Hill and signing Etwan Moore and trading for Nikola Mirotic. Nikola Mirotic. Yeah. <laughs> that's Sorry. Sad. Go that's, for broke. <laughs> that's yeah, and re-signing Drew Holiday at that cost, and you know. Um, the Drew, the Drew contract, for what it's worth, I don't think that's a bad deal. I think no, that that's but it, easily but, movable for value. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be trickier than maybe you do. But I, and I'm high on Drew. Don't don't get me wrong. But man, like they really did go for broke. They they have they had they had and they had to to be honest. Like it's not as if there was a circum. I mean, I guess I guess it's easy to say that they they shouldn't have now. Hindsight being 2020, but you had to do everything you could to keep Anthony Davis. That's a generational talent, right. and. uh that didn't work. So, shit, I don't even know how you bottom out a team that's already gone for broke without having years and years and years of sustained suck, which is going to mean your team is leaving because there's no way you're going to hold on to a team that wasn't making money when it was good, and now they have the sustained suck. Uh, it's not as if new TV money's coming in or anything like that. So, I have some... I, does that then lead... That, that gives me somewhat of the thought and I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. Maybe the Pelicans don't try to bottom out and that they try to just make the playoffs as an eight seed, as improbable as that sounds, without Anthony Davis? Seems like a bad idea to me. Oh, no, it seems like a terrible idea, but like, it's listen, like not we're already impossible. operating on bad ideas. Yeah, like it's not impossible that that could be the decision that they make. Uh, like, like Alvin Gentry literally 44 seconds ago said uh he's hoping the club rallies makes run at playoffs and that davis has indicated he'll continue to play as long as he's healthy and remains under contract for new orleans um that's a terrible idea on all all fronts i like alvin very much but that was a very stupid very stupid thought so with boston i guess that we should run through boston's just general assets very quickly okay jason tatum is definitely their best asset um i would say that jalen brown is next uh they have these these i'd say the memphis pick is actually next uh the memphis pick for what it's worth top eight protected uh in 2019 top six protected in 2020 unprotected in 2021 uh right now memphis is sitting at seventh in the draft order and they do not seem like they are going to be going to try and keep that pick so i think that they're going to try and make sure that they get in the top six get in the top eight again next year or get in the top eight and then get in the top six again next year uh Mm -hmm. by moving marcus all and mike conley so that looks to me right now, if I was projecting that out, I think that is an unprotected Memphis Grizzlies 2021 first rounder, which seems very, very valuable. Um, I, I agree. I would still rather have Jason Tatum than that, but that's a very valuable pick. I would say Jalen Brown is next on that list. I would say uh, maybe the Kings, maybe Marcus Smart. I'd probably rather have Marcus Smart on that deal than the Kings pick, uh, assuming the Kings pick is like at okay. 10 in this draft. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Terry Rozier is an interesting asset. He'd have to be signed and traded. Uh, That's really hard to do. It's rolled people down. Keep, people, so, yeah. people keep suggesting sign and trade. It is so goddamn hard to do. You have to have equal money to sign and trade these days. Like, I guess it's you hard. can in this scenario, but like, 
it's not like back when LeBron did it with the heat and crap. Like it's just not a thing. Yeah. Then Bob Williams, Shimmy Ojale, um, you know, Daniel Tice isn't under contract after this year. Gershon Yabusele is under contract. If he's anything, he's just salary fodder. Um, and then there's obviously Al Horford and Gordon Hayward in this mix as well. I don't really know where exactly to slot them in here. Yeah. Um, Horford, Horford has an opt out after this year. Uh, he's a 30.1 player option for next year. I will be interested to see what he does because I think yeah. that there is a case for him to opt out and try and take like a 360 deal to try and like further his potential long-term earnings and guarantee and lock those in um, as opposed to taking just 30 for one year. And then maybe he falls off a little bit because Al Horford has sneakily like been just okay this year. Like he's, he's been very good. He's been probably slightly lower than what the normal Al Horford standard has been. You're uh, saying that he's, he's a dude on decline. Yeah, there's a chance yeah. of that, I think. Uh, he's still worth $20 million he's a playing. year, but... No no question about that. No question about that. We're not beseeching, yeah. but I mean, this man is 32 years old and he's played tough basketball. A lot of minutes. Yes. A, lot a, lot of minutes. Of, a lot of minutes. A lot of minutes. Um, so yeah, I think that there is a real chance here that... Boston can make the best offer. They have very, very good assets. So I, I don't. I honestly don't even think that that's uh, an argument. I think it, that Boston absolutely can make the best offer. The question is, are the Pelicans Boston willing to Boston, knowing their position of power, knowing how Danny Ainge has worked in the past, where he will be, um, knowing that is Boston going to play Boston's panic and give them? Their deal? They have to give up. It's a good question. Um, the reason that I we don't, that I don't think it's not even worth debating it. The reason that I think that they don't have the best offer is this. I think that the best offer is whoever gets the number one overall pick. And the reason so that Zion. I, you're saying Zion is the best offer. Zion is the best offer for me. And the reason that I say okay. that is kind of multifold. So if you were making me trade right now, Zion Williamson or Jason Tatum, I would rather have Zion uh, just to be real. Oh, okay. Um, I would. And I think Jason is Tatum that, is that, is that a star power thing or, what, 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 where's separation point here? Both on the floor and in terms of like off the floor star power. I would like right. Jason Tatum might be like slightly better right now, but long term, yeah. I would rather have Zion. Um, okay. The star power, it's not even really a question. It's obviously Zion. So, yeah. And I think that the star power thing is a real consideration for New well, and this is and this is and this is kind of where my argument comes against is my counter argument here. Like if you're the Knicks and you have number one overall and everyone knows it's Zion, like that's an excitement. It's this, you know, innocent excitement there that it would be really hard to move on from. Right. So, I mean, I, yes, I don't, Anthony I don't Davis think is a known. Be. You think that Anthony Davis is such a known commodity. Like. Yes. People are lunatic about Zion. Like, so let me, let it, me, I have not let felt a fever this. this way in years. Hit me. Let me pitch you this. So you're the Knicks. You get number one overall. Yes. So you get Zion Williamson, essentially. You right. could trade Zion Williamson, For Tim Davis Hardaway himself. Jr., and Courtney yeah. Lee yeah. as your salary fodder, who you want to get off of anyway. Right. Down to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. And, and then you can sign Kevin Durant. Then you can sign Kevin Durant. Because I don't think yeah. Kevin Durant, I don't think Kevin Durant looks at Zion Williamson in the same way he looks at Anthony Davis, right? So that's a huge piece for Facts. you. You get Anthony Davis, and then if you get Kevin Durant, your best lineups are probably Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant, right? Like those two. And this four and the five. Kristaps Porzingis. But I'm saying then your oh, move is no. that you can shop Kristaps, and Kristaps would get you a crazy amount in a in a deal. He would just absolutely get you an insane amount in a deal. I think. Um, could, could, he, could he maybe get you Jason Tatum? 
Well, yeah, I think that there's no question there. Uh, <laughs> ah, do I? No, I don't. I don't think he would get you taken. I mean, I don't think that phone call's ever made no, uh, for but, territorial rivalry purposes, but like, oh man. No, he would funny. not get you Tatum. Um, having said that, though, like you can shop Chris Stops around. You can shop Chris Stops for hilariously, you could just make this like a part of the deal. Like you might be able to get Drew Holiday. You might be able to get oh, you know, some sort of really good point guard, right? Um, Chris Stops in New Orleans, like, forgive me, I just don't feel like that's going to work. No, neither do I. Uh, having said that, Chris Stapps in an Alvin Gentry system, not that Alvin Gentry is going to be the coach. Uh, very fun. Alvin Gentry right. and Luke Walton should uh, form uh, a, a new coaching tandem, double head coach, pick a new team, and they can actually lead those teams to wins because they're both running dysfunctional franchises right now and they deserve better. True. So if you're the Knicks, then it's much more valuable for you to have Anthony Davis, I think, in that yes. market, in this free agent climate than it is yeah. to have Zion. And okay. if you're the Pelicans, you know, you might not be excited about taking on Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee. No, but, but you want Zion. You need you, you need want that buzz. Zion. Like that, that that's buzz. not only a buzz from an on the floor standpoint, because Zion is gonna be one of the ten biggest stories in basketball next season. Like, yeah, you have to have zero, that. He might be one of the three biggest stories in basketball next season. Right. Um, I'm telling you, this, Pelicans, is a, this is a buzz unlike that. anything else. I mean you yeah. you thought that the Lonzo Ball nonsense was that Zion's three iterations above that like he's he's a whole different beast i don't know if he's gonna i mean like listen i watch him he's good there's no question he's a super freak but uh i don't know i don't know but people are going to he is extremely instagrammable so therefore this is so sad what drew holiday said anthony davis quote is like 90 percent the reason i stayed in new orleans oh drew oh no let's get drew holiday to the Sixers. we gotta get drew somewhere we gotta get get drew somewhere emergency drew holiday needs to be saved pod go yeah um so i think that that's to portland for cj mccollum done so like if the knicks get number one and they can get zion i think that's a better offer than anything the celtics can offer just straight up because of the buzz because of the buzz that's the tiebreaker if you even consider it a tie yes so drew holiday for harrison barnes dennis smith jr and a first round pick well i was gonna say this let's talk about chicago next because i think chicago let's not is in a very interesting position for this uh if they get number one please stop making me sad Because we should think that there's no chance of this because Garpax is a mess and because that organization is a mess and everything. But if they get number one, they can make this like very simple and do like Zach Levine number one overall. Oh, please. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the easier way to do this. It's Jabari Parker. You keep Jabari through the trade deadline. Um, Jabari Parker's 20 million that is just off off the the books. Yeah. Yeah, like you can just pick up that option. It's Jabari who's on an expiring deal after this. Um, and then Zion and what? You could do like I, I, I Cristiano Felicio get... or something to make oh, the mat- money work. Jesus Christ. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you, need, you would probably need to throw in Wendell Carter or Larry Markkinen in that. I don't think so. I mean, again, really? like it's Zion. Zion. Like, you're you're, you're saying that Zion is such an asset that you'll look, you, you can you can handle taking on Cristiano Felicio. Yes. If you're the Pelicans, yes. I think that that is. Okay. This, well, okay. the thing is, if you're Chicago, Zion is very clearly the best asset that they can, that you can get or that the Pelicans yes. can get. So yes. what is your incentive to offer more? Like, what is your incentive to offer no, fa- Wendell fair. Carter or Larry Markin in that Fair case? enough. Fair so enough. Maybe you I mean, do, under the paradigm you that have to? you just established. I mean, here's, right. the, here's the kicker on that, <laughs> though. Um, is Anthony Davis going to re-sign with the Bulls? 
See, that's the thing, though. Like, you have to assume then that the Bulls are willing to use the max cap space that they have. It's essentially the same thing as the Knicks, except without the um, Porzingis asset, right? And the ability to sign Kevin Durant. Probably, you would think. I mean, like, would Kevin, would Kevin just follow? He's not would going. Kevin Durant just follow AD, though? I don't think so. But, like, no. that's. Well, I don't. I mean, would they even have the cap? Would they even have the numbers to make such a such an acquisition work you would need to have the cap space the knicks have set this they up for do. two years now yeah they do the, the bulls would have the cap space okay listen the bulls happen. being the small market scrappy you know family-owned team that they are just trying to fight every day to get people in the seats it's not as if they sell out a twenty-three thousand seat arena every single day and have a massive corporate sponsorship <laughs> deal i mean these, this is a really low down dirty team that th- there's no reason that they should be in the anthony davis thing it's not like he's from chicago or anything oh my god it couldn't be jabari if they if they traded Jabari, then it would have right. they would have to make uh, cap space elsewhere. But if it's Levine, they would have the cap space. What about um, Robin Lopez? Robin Lopez is out after this year, so is that true? His contract expires. Yeah, so yeah. Um, fun, fun. Doesn't well, really they have it a, now. They can make the deal right now. There's they just don't have enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You see, you you wrote me in, and then you got me excited for a second, and you gave me optimism, and then well, and then I went too far. I went too far. So here's the thing: the Bulls should be in this. The Bulls will not yes. be in this, I feel like. Of course like, We not. can just feel confident of that. The, Bulls the Chicago Bulls and the Orlando Magic have the same chance of landing Anthony Davis. That's ridiculous. That's sad. Um, the Our next thing is, obviously, we should talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about those Los Angeles Lakers, because, boy, howdy, that audition sucked. Uh, there, there, is, there is a theory that is... So I'm, I'm less... I, I see. Like, I think Lonzo's actually been really good for like the last two months, or okay. basically since he got back. Like, I, okay. I think he's actually been really good. No, I, I don't disagree. He's been better than he was last year. You can see improvement. You can see and, it. And see Kuzma it has peaked at times this year uh, in a way that would give Kuzma's, you a lot of optimism. But Brandon Ingram hasn't. And the whole idea is that you want to feel comfortable right. with giving up two of the three, and then you still have one that you like. And instead, you'd have to give up the two that you like. And keep the one that you don't, which well, makes it I, a little bit difficult to pull. I, I listen. See, they, like Brandon Ingram still has value. It's just not like you better hope that the Pelicans think that. Yeah, but like if you're getting Brandon Ingram, you know Brandon Ingram for next season plus restricted free agency rights. It's still a kid that's 22 years old. His average like 16, five and four or whatever. Um, you know, it, again, like at 20 years old or whatever, and like has long term value. Like that is. I get it. We I, can I talk understand. about the fact that like he's not he's not Zion, he's not Jason Tatum, he's probably not even like Jalen Brown in terms of asset value, but which is like I think they're right around the same. No, but that, yeah, that says right. a lot right. insofar as it, right. That's still a yeah. lot of value though, nonetheless. Like teams would easily give up a top ten pick in this draft, I think, for Brandon Ingram in this draft. Right in most drafts, okay. I think honestly, okay. like he he hasn't tanked his value so badly that like he's not valuable. It's just how so valuable not, we were see, expecting operating, him to be an all star. He's not an all star. He's still a valuable player, though. You are operating from a place of logic, and Lakers trade rumors do not operate from places of logic. <laughs> in fact, true. the entire Los Angeles Lakers don't operate from anywhere near logic. They are miles and miles and miles away from logic. Yeah, um, like. You can throw out the most ridiculous goddamn conspiracy theories about the Los Angeles Lakers and how LeBron is the shadow government and all this stuff, and they hold water. Like, there's like, you can't rule it out, which I guess makes a good conspiracy theory. But, like, the fact that you can just throw any sort of shit on the wall you want, and you're like, eh, it's plausible. 
that indicates that this is not all that good of a franchise. It's not. Uh, it's not. So they they should act now. I mean, what I would do if I were the Lakers is I would put a really good offer. I would put your best offer on the table in the next twenty four hours. Yes, I would say and, what, and so pressure the Pelicans into doing it because if the Celtics do their typical oh, we could go and give you all of that, but we're not going to thing. Now you can come back in with the same offer again that people have debated about for six months saying, that was a pretty good deal. Maybe we should have taken that one. Um, and, and now it looks even better. So if I, I agree with you, the Lakers should do that. Like the Lakers, I think, should offer but again, Lonzo Ball. Not. So their their best offer is Lonzo Ball, Brandon yes. Ingram, yes. Kyle ooh, Kuzma. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I all three. Two and three. All three, got it. I, I would offer all three. Okay. Um, that gets you to, I want to say, just looking at the math, gets you to like 15 or so, okay. like somewhere 15 million. So then you throw in Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Throw in Kentavious Caldwell Pope and you're there. You're home. Um, you could do Rajon Rondo too, by the way. Can Kentavious Caldwell Pope leave the state of California? Are we certain that he can be traded? Uh, he has a no trade clause. So just wanted, he, just wanted to throw that out there. He could take it. But, I don't know if that is a court-appointed no-trade clause or not, but he certainly <laughs> has those rights. Um, rich, rich, <laughs> rich Paul. Clutch sports coming through for Davius Caldwell Pope, by the way. Rich Paul has handled this uh, very well so far. I oh, just oh say yeah. That. Talk uh, rich about Paul, shadow Rich Paul. I, I was a little bit questionable about Rich Paul after some of the like contract negotiations with like Eric Bledsoe and Tristan Thompson yeah. and like oh no, uh, you know, there's Montrose no room for Carroll, that. Anymore. I didn't think yeah. like was handled super well. He That's, is. This is a master. Well, he he's taking Paul. care of his best client. Yes, he <laughs> in, is in a very in a very good way, and he is doing a lot of side deals that you don't know where it is. This is House of Cards, baby. He does not. You don't know what all this is going to add up to, but it will add up to something big. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, th- this is done well by Rich Paul so far. Having said that, now the next thing that the Pelicans all, all, have to decide is: yeah. do they are they are they willing to do this? Right? I think the Pelicans should say no to this. The reason right. I think the Pelicans should say no to this is there is no reason for the Lakers to take this offer off the table. They are not right. going to take this offer off the table. It's still there. It's sitting. There's no expirings or anything like that. You just have to get you have to get a little bit of contract filler. That's it. Yes. Um, the, the, well, the contracts do expire, like KCP's contract expires. Rajon's right, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the only, the only expiring one is the filler. The, the, main, the, right. gut, the guts of this deal, the three young guns, they're there. They're not going anywhere. In fact, their contracts go up a little bit. So Right, and, and oh. you can make this work. You can Absolutely. find a way to make this work. So next, I, <laughs> I think that that's a real offer from the Lakers. Like, I, I think people laugh that off. No, like, no, no. I, I'm not laughing it off because, I, you know, it's like, yeah. wow, that, I don't even know if we, we talk about the two of the three, right? Because that's just the paradigm that we've been using for the last, I don't know how long this has been brewing, two years. Um, <laughs> it's, it could be six weeks. It could be two years. They're all the same time frame nowadays. Right. Um, but, like, again, I mean, the, the, the theory that was being thrown out there was that LeBron has stayed off the court so that the young players could showcase themselves better for an Anthony Davis trade. It is not true, but it might be. Um, like they, I don't feel like they've done enough to service themselves to where the Pelicans are like, we got to get these guys. Like, hot damn, what a deal this is going to be. Uh, and that, and that's basically why all three being in the same package is now. I would have to, I would have to agree with you. The the main way that the Lakers should go: you're either all in or right. you're not playing. And so the Lakers' yeah. route to this deal is a team like Cleveland getting the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Like where they just which won't means be that in they the, yeah they yeah won't Zion's be in the race for Anthony Davis right, right. Um, unless they want to be 
and Boston deciding that they don't want to give up Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis. Which again, that's, that's some extremely Danny Ainge shit right there. Yeah, that that's the route to me. Um, otherwise, I think it's hard for the Lakers to finish this deal unless, again, New Orleans is an irrational actor, which is not impossible. Uh, it's very likely even. But given rational thought, I think that the Lakers are currently in second with the potential to drop down to third in terms of this offer. Here is yeah. my next team. Let's do it. It's the good folks over at Simple Contacts. God damn it. Walk right into it. <laughs> Simple I Contacts is the most convenient it. way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. It's Vision Care for the 21st century. Need to renew your prescription? Just take the five-minute Simple Contacts vision test online. It'll be reviewed by a licensed doctor, and you'll receive a renewed prescription and get to reorder your contacts. All you need is your current contacts and internet connection uh, in 10 feet of space. Even if you're totally out of contacts, they've got an option too. Why would you use Simple Contacts? It's convenient. It's fast. It's reliable. Offers choice, uh, and it saves you money. I think that that's the biggest thing here. The vision test is only $20. Uh, the contact lens prices are unbeatable. Standard shipping's free best of all uh they're offering a promotion to people who listen to the show uh look you just go to simplecontacts.com slash game theory 20 you're gonna get 20 dollars off of your first order of contacts at simplecontacts.com slash game theory 20 or you can just go to simplecontacts.com and then get to the contacts you want to order get to the checkout enter that code game theory 20 g-a-m-e-t-h-e-o-r-y-2-0 at checkout, and you're going to get that $20 off. Uh, this is something that I use. I'm a big fan of Simple Contacts, uh, personally. Uh, just remember, though, that this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still got to go to the doctor and get those checked out, but it just makes your life a little bit more easier. If more easier, good God. Uh, it makes your yeah. life a little bit more easy if you're trying to Simple go. Simple grammar. And use simple grammar, or if you're trying to go use uh, simple contacts, uh, it just makes your life better if you need to see things. So go to simplecontacts.com/gametheory20 to get those contacts today. Um, in terms of the other thing, I want to talk about here with the Lakers, real quick, uh, okay. before we move on, yes. is so I think that Brandon Ingram, you know, probably worth the top ten pick if they want to trade him. Lonzo Ball, uh, I think. He's so divisive around the league. So I'm trying to put together like an off, like a picks package. If the Pelicans wanted a picks package, right? Okay. Which um, they very well, very well might want to do. So like, could you get Lonzo ball? Could you get like number five for Lonzo? It would depend strongly on who gets those picks because he's mm. such a divisive player league wide. Um, Brandon Ingram. I do think you could still get like a top 10 top 15 pick pretty easily for him. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I think you get a top 10 pick. He's just yeah. under team control for two and a half more years. He's been really good. Uh, you should feel pretty good about him being a starter long-term in a way that you shouldn't necessarily feel great about in this draft uh, yeah. with a top 10 pick. Same with Ingram again. So I look at that. I look at those guys and I look at it like, you know, if they wanted a picks package, they could realistically maybe get like two top 10 picks and throw right. Lonzo Ball to the Pelicans. And there's a couple um, of teams in there that they think that would be viable options for right. perhaps going and, and getting but, one of those Lakers young guys like Detroit, Washington. I don't yeah. really know where Orlando fits in on that. Well, but the bigger yeah. the bigger problem with it though is that then you lose the ability to salary match in a trade. Absolutely. Um, like maybe the Pelicans might not like those guys, but 
it would almost have to be like a three-team trade to make it all kind of work. Oh, it's going to get real messy. Yeah, if real the Lakers messy. get involved, that is. So yeah. the next which team they, I want to talk about... They're involved, by the way. They're involved. Like, let's not pretend as if they're not going to oh, be no involved. Question. Like, all of this has been operating for the Lakers right now. Yeah, there's a real chance that he ends up uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, again, I don't think they have the best offer, but no. there's a real chance that this happens. No, um, but they, 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 have a, they have a man on the inside. The next team I want to go to is Brooklyn. Okay. I like it, but I also don't like it. So let me hear what you have to say about it. So Brooklyn uh, now has all of their own picks. Yes, they do. uh, Which is good. Brooklyn is owed, uh, I want to say, like a top 12 Denver Nuggets pick this year. Correct? Top 12 protected Denver Nuggets pick. Factual. Yes. Uh, So they have two first rounders this year. They've got... uh, you know, Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. They've got D'Angelo Russell, who is yes. a sign and trade guy if they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Jared Allen, who I think is yeah. a really, really interesting prospect. So it's like yep. basically Jared Allen, Karis LeVert. Uh, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think, is also like a very real asset. Wouldn't as well. you have to wait on Spencer Dinwiddie, though, because of the new contract? It's a good question. Would you be able I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah, he can get traded on June 14th. Done. Okay. So you could throw you him in. Um, yeah, you shouldn't. So you could but. do like Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jarrett Allen, and like two picks. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then we come back to the second part of this, right? Like that's it's, a fair deal. So here's a better question: Is that better than the Lakers offer? Um, I feel more comfortable with that offer, though. Karis coming off of that horrific leg injury, it, it, there's trickiness there. Um, I think I would rather have the Lakers offer for what it's worth. That's yeah. Okay, listen, I I, I think it's probably you know. Six assuming the Lakers the also, assuming the Lakers also throw in like number fourteen in this draft or whatever they end up with, number seventeen or whatever pick it is, I would right. rather have that offer. I, I would think. say I, you're probably right, just because of the upside of those guys and, and most of the assets being thrown into this theoretical Knicks off, or Nets offer are, are fairly defined. Um, even though you know, I'm a big Jared Allen fan, I just don't think he's going to be some perennial All Star. Like you, right. you don't really, you know. Whereas Lonzo, like, yes, he's divisive, but like shit like we can all recognize that there's massive upside there whether or not you believe he gets there is the divisive part um spencer's so, great i love spencer uh yes yeah, spencer doesn't spencer doesn't sell tickets sorry right like right i i think that this is an awesome this would be an awesome deal for the nets but we're not we're not dealing with a franchise in new orleans that's stable we are not dealing with a nets team that is necessarily going to feel aggressive in this manner i think that they like the sustainability of it i think that they have a coach that can that has already installed a system that has gone through all of the bullshit that goes through with installing a system when you don't have any draft picks and you are basically having to get bottom of the barrel talent and develop it um it would be a bit of a blow to their process right which isn't to say that it can't happen but more to say that i think they're going to be hesitant to get involved in this unless they can find value and when you have so many teams going this gaga as they should over one player someone's going to eventually theoretically overpay and certainly overpay compared to what the nets can bring in you also then have to take into effect that the nets don't have a lot of brand right now is they're the hipster basketball team um and i just don't know if you you'll have to tell me this can the same formula that the knicks are trying to use not not zion not you know um yeah. yeah, yeah, not Chris Steps, all that stuff. But can can the Nets go out and get both Anthony? I Davis think so. Via this trade and Kevin Durant, because if you can't do that, then you you might as well stay the course with what you got, because it's pretty damn good. And the Eastern Conference sucks. I think that you could do that, but if I was the Nets, 
I would assume I don't have the best offer and I would stay the course. I think that, I think that's where I'm at too. I want to throw a team at you here and I mentioned yes. it a little bit earlier, the Mavericks. They just don't have enough unless you include Luca. Dennis has no trade value. Not I mean he's I think he's lower than all of the Lakers assets. Yeah, I mean the, the issue is of course Dallas traded their first round pick this year to Atlanta for Luca in you know in right. that Trey Young trade. So you don't have that asset which obviously you don't regret doing it but goddamn. Right. <laughs> So, so I've I've got one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I just don't see Dallas is realistically being in this. Get it? I get um, it. Harrison Barnes, Dennis Smith Jr., and all of the first round picks forever and ever. Yeah, so that's be, I don't think that does it. Um, Toronto. Okay. Yeah. So the suggested trade there would be Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, OG, and like uh, another first round pick, right? Yeah, something like that. That's really tough because they're, they're all in, and I think they like where they're at now, like. I don't know. Like, so here's what I would say to that offer. I think catastrophic that, fit. Like, so really I think Pascal. I think Pascal is a better trade piece than all of the Lakers guys right now. I like Pascal Siakam. I like OG Ananobi. We all know what Serge Ibaka is. I, it, this doesn't feel like it's on the same wavelength, really, as what the Lakers are offering. Because unless you feel like Pascal Siakam is this soon-to-be superstar. Uh, it doesn't have any star power in it. Like, say what you will about Lonzo Ball and, and Kyle Kuzma. Like, maybe it's because they play in L.A. I don't think that's the case with Lonzo. But like, there, there was, there's the potential for them to graduate to something greater than what they are. Same applies for Brandon Ingram. That's why everyone's so disappointed. They thought that he might be along further, further along in his uh, stardom journey than he is now. None of these guys do it. They're they're nice. They're really good, really good role players on really good teams. Like Serge Ibaka is going to get bought out wherever he ends up if he gets traded. Like it's just how it goes. He he works with the Raptors. He would work with about four or five other teams, and I think ev- any other team would be pretty rough watching him. Um, there's a reason we, he's we, on the Raptors. We've done this experiment. It was exactly great That's what in I was Orlando. About to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, unless you buy Siakam as a superstar, as a guy with superstar potential, which I like him, but I don't, this just just doesn't do it for me. So, yeah, like that, that's a real question. Which one would you rather have out of long term? This is out long of term, Pascal yeah. Siakam or Brandon Ingram. He is much better than Brandon Ingram is right now. No question. No question. But Brandon Ingram is three and a half years younger than he is. So, if mm-hmm. you think that Ingram has the kind of long term growth curve uh, that you know, maybe Siakam did. I mean, Siakam grew far beyond what anyone anticipated. Uh, right. I think that Siakam is probably the best asset of that group uh, of like but, but him for, versus the but, Lakers offers. But depends on what New Orleans is looking for. If New Orleans wants to compete for the playoffs and they want to keep Drew Holiday and they're going to pretend as if they don't need to tank, then yeah, maybe Pascal Siakam is the way to go. But you have to sell future upside here if you're the Pellies. And. Um, I don't know. It's a catch twenty-two to a certain degree, but man, I don't know. Pascal Siakam just doesn't move the needle for most people. Yeah, I mean, he turns twenty-five in April, so you know his growth curve again has just been unbelievable. So, like, we don't know what is coming next right. for him, but right. um, I, I don't know. I, I I think he's the best asset of the him versus the Lakers trio, but I think that the Lakers package is better because I think that all of those guys are better assets than OG Ananobi. Um, you're not getting any great picks. I'd rather have all those guys than like Fred Van Vliet, for instance. So, yeah, 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 I, I, I buy mean, that. I, I do think that Siakam has very real value, but I don't think it's quite enough to get to where they can top the Lakers offer. Um, yeah. 
Next, uh, I mean, Denver, I mean, like Denver would have to move Jamal Murray and Gary yeah. Harris. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because I think there's real risk like involved in Anthony Davis re-signing there. So Agreed. I wouldn't do that if I was them. Um, I mean, like we should talk about the Philly of it all. I wouldn't move yeah. Ben Simmons for Anthony no, Davis. And, and Fultz doesn't have enough value to, to drive this thing. Um, yeah. It just, like, that, that doesn't work. Should work. we should we mention Sacramento? Um, we could. I mean, if they if if they're so bold as to believe that they can get Anthony Davis to resign there, I mean, like, there's another it, team in the region that maybe we should mention. Yeah, we'll talk about Golden State in a second here. But like Marvin Bagley and like Buddy Heald. That doesn't come on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Is that better than the Lakers offer? Uh, well, I don't think that the Pelicans like Buddy Heald all that much, considering they traded him away in the first place. That's fair. I mean, I think they like him, but I think like they clearly know, the didn't day, like they him were enough. To... Demarcus. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I'm just saying. Yeah. And like, they, they, they didn't have to give up much else other than Buddy to get Demarcus. That's, so like, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe, um, maybe maybe my maybe my interpretation is incorrect. It, it, yeah, I mean, I think there's a case for Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley being a better offer than the Lakers offer. I don't think there's a case for Anthony Davis resigning in Sacramento. Good point. Um, yeah, let's talk about Golden Portland. No, let's talk about Portland. Portland's a good idea. CJ McCollum. Um, CJ McCollum, Collins, first round picks. Yeah, if they want to stay competitive, yeah, but I would, I wouldn't do that. I guess if you were Portland or if you New Orleans, New Orleans. Yeah, I think Portland needs to try to do something. I agree. Um, not, not that, that they're not in a, not that they're not in a fine situation now, but they are going to be stuck in this. Bleh forever if they don't they don't do something question, Ian, this is, is, a, that, is that better than the lakers off cj mccollum zach collins and a first i don't i mean i don't probably not like you know what cj mccollum so. is you know what cj yeah. mccollum is i'm not high on collins or I, I i'm not high on collins i get it though i like, i can see it like it's not outlandish to me um it's if you're not putting, outlandish that the pelicans could pick that offer though that'd be fun if they wanted to like stay super competitive for whatever reason, yeah. Well, it would be. Wouldn't it be CJ and Nurkic? Maybe. I mean, Nurkic doesn't really do anything for anybody. He's Nurkic has been really, really. No, no, good no. I'm not. Year. I'm not saying that. I'm He's saying been in a trade. Really good in a trade. No one's like, oh man, we gotta get we gotta get Nurkic here. Like, God damn. I'll be honest. If I was if I was New Orleans, like you would I'd rather actually, have Nurkic than Collins. I would, I think. He's just a lot okay. better than Zach Collins. No, and he's no on like a that. deal. He's on a deal that is like crazy. He's on like for what he's doing right now. He's got three years, 36.8 left after this. Uh, yeah. He's like a 15, 10 and three guy that's shooting 50% from the field and playing pretty solid on defense. Like, yeah, that, that's actually a really valuable deal. I think right now. Um, Fair enough. Which but is this, funny. This is, I, this... I never would have expected that by the way. <laughs> um, but this only operates under the premise that, you know, the Pellies are, are not going to blow it up as right. you should, but right. again, should is ridiculous. Um, right. um okay. you want to talk about Golden State? Yes. <laughs> Utah, I don't think anyone's resigning in Utah. No um, one's resigning in Utah. No one's going to Charlotte. No one's going to Cleveland. No one's going to well, Phoenix. We talked about a little bit. Clippers, eh, they don't have enough. Uh, Pacers, he's not resigning with the Pacers. He's not going to San Antonio. Um, Minnesota, they're not. Well, fuck, let's, let's talk about Minnesota for a second. Uh, Andrew Wiggins and all the firsts. No, 
I don't think that's yeah. Possible. I don't think so either. Just had to, had to throw better it out offers. There. Yeah, and, and like you know, we probably Washington's should. Washington's not in position. Detroit's not really in a position. Atlanta, he's not going to resign with Atlanta. What about the we Houston? should talk about Phoenix real quick? Like Phoenix, okay. Josh Jackson, Mikael Bridges, Kelly Oubre. Oh, I don't think that's enough. And T.J. Warren, like you could do all four of them. Oh, well, now that you added T.J. Warren to the mix, T.J. Warren's been good this year. I love T.J. Warren. No one's arguing. I no, I stand for T.J. Warren. My point is, you might have, you might, you might just have to go. He can't. You, you, I don't think that's as good as the Lakers offer. It like isn't. It, it's, it's not. It's not. And you can't trade DeAndre Ayton without nope. uh, assurance that Anthony Davis is resigning. So it, it, I think yeah. that's a no. No, there's, there's just, yeah, it's not, it's not happening. It's not. Happening. Um. By the way, one sneaky, interesting thing that I've been thinking about with DeAndre Ayton, like if Phoenix never gets it together. Uh, so DeAndre Ayton's qualifying offer when he is a, uh, you know, after his rookie scale deal is going to be like $16 million. I'm wondering if like if Phoenix never gets it, gets it together. That's a huge qualifying offer to the point that like you could reasonably make a case that he should take the qualifying offer if he like turns into a superstar and gets to free agency faster. That's an interesting concept. I like that. Uh, but that's just like that's four years down the road and not the subject of this. I just wanted to point that out. Um, I like that. I do. Down the line, table it. So Miami, I don't think he stays in Miami because I just don't know what their road to competitiveness is. Well, it's getting Anthony at the Davis level and that it, hoping it works out after that. <laughs> right, but like you have to move Josh Richardson. You have to move uh, Bam Adebayo. You'd have to move Bam. You'd have to move James Johnson. You'd have to move Justice Winslow. That's not a good enough offer for being honest. Yeah, but. I don't think so. Um, and so let's talk about the Warriors. Comes. Yep. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green for Anthony Davis. Well, Clay would what? Be a sign and trade? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you'd do that for yeah. the Pelicans. Yeah, and I think the Warriors might be interested. I don't think they would do that. Well, listen, they they are not keen to do it right now. Um, if it happens, it happens in the summer. And it, if it happens in the summer and they feel compelled as it comes down to how much Draymond wants, Clay is going to get a max. Um from the Warriors or somebody else. There's no argument about that. You can have fun with the co- topic, but it's happening. The question is, if Draymond can stay healthy, we're seeing what Draymond can do healthy right now, though he is sitting out tonight's game for rest purposes. Uh, he is the engine of that team. It all it, he, he does what Steph Curry does on offense, he does on the defensive end, and you still need to play really good defense to win championships in the NBA, despite what many might think. Um they are not keen to experiment for the sake of experimentation uh, with messing around with the heart and soul of the team in Draymond. Now, we don't know what's going to go down with Kevin, uh, so that's a whole that's a whole kettle of fish there. I don't think this happens, but I, I do need to just say there are circumstances that could go down that could spark this. Draymond turned down three years, seventy two million from the Warriors this past off season. He wants a full max. I don't think the so, Warriors want to give him a full max. But the problem with all of this is Clay Thompson would have to accept going to New Orleans. Clay's Clay's pretty affable. Like he's he's not affable enough to give up his like ability to go where he wants, though. I don't think. Yeah. So Which is okay, essentially, what he'd be doing, right? That's fair. Because someone else is going to give him a max contract. Like the Clippers would be willing to give him a max contract. I think Lakers would. The Lakers will. Yeah. Like there, there are too many teams out there that are willing to max him. Like Brooklyn would definitely max him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. So this is a. So then, what you're saying is this is something that would have to happen in the next ten days. Yes, which won't happen, or it would have to which be like happen. Dre and like two other pieces, and the Pelicans would have to accept just Draymond. Yeah, that's not that's not happening either. Because the entire because the entire argument is that 
the Warriors aren't are are not one hundred percent in on Draymond. Right, and like I think that the bigger issue is like if I'm the Pelicans, I don't accept just Draymond. Right. Well, they Plus, don't really like, have anything well, else like to trade him. Draymond and you know Sean Livingston and yeah, it's just Jacob Evans and Damian Jones and stuff. Yeah, like there's that, nothing right? else there. There's nothing else. There, um. You know? So yeah, like that's that's the cupboard for them. So I would not something. Uh, just just keep keep your ears to the ground for the next ten days. Just saying. Don't think that. I really don't think the Warriors do that. No, I really, I really don't either. But I'm not telling you. Uh, you know how I deal only in absolutes, and I'm not. I'm saying there's not a zero percent chance that this happens. Fair point. Um, I think that's think that's it. The last thing I want to talk about is just like the potential Pelicans teardown. Um, Jesus, so sad. So like, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm looking to move uh, Nikola Mirotic and mm-hmm. Julius Randall for sure. Yes. Uh, like and, and i think those are do you get out ahead of that deals you, like this is the thing do you get out ahead and start trading those dudes now yes knowing yes. that david okay so even if davis you wait until july because you'd be smart you would be well both those guys are free agents this offseason so i i would yeah move so Randall you have no choice but to thank you yeah, yeah. wow yeah. I, I would move why don't you so lead like, the way from here on out <laughs> so like miritich uh like looking at teams that could realistically be interested in miritich like yeah. would brooklyn just want to make a playoff push this year because he's an interesting fit in brooklyn i think um yeah i don't i just don't know what miritich's value is like how much do you have to give up to get nikola miritich so like if you're brooklyn would you be willing to do like the damari carroll contract and this like uh one of of those draft picks the nuggets first that is supposed to be that probably ends up like 25 or later right yeah i i don't i don't think that the nets think too hard about that i think that's probably think, think about that pretty hard yeah um you know if, if you're I, I don't think dallas is probably gonna try and make a push here not for me not for miritich yeah now, now um, for drew we might have a different conversation for drew i think they really would consider that but let's let's talk about nikola miritich for a minute here uh charlotte i don't think that i was they, thinking charlotte but they i don't think that's weird that's a weird i mean you're not getting maybe malik monk is the at the center that doesn't feel right Monk would be in like I would do that if I was um, if I was the Pelicans, but I don't think that Charlotte would do that. Yeah. Um, San Antonio. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, what what's the, the value? I'm currently being called by myself. That's a good sign. Hold on, I literally got to take this. This is weird. So Dieter is being called by himself Hello? right now. This is a thing that's happening. He's being called. I don't think this is me. No, I don't think this is you. I'm very confused right now. That was super weird. Um, so it's a big picture of my own face that pops up on my phone. It says Dieter Kurtenbach work is calling me. So it's my work phone number, which is on my contacts card. And then, of course, it is sell- selling me something uh, not a good in sign. Spanish. Yeah, not no. a good sign. Feeling, feeling great. Feeling real good. So if uh-huh. you're if you're San Antonio. Yeah. Like if you're if you're New Orleans, you give up like do you take that deal for Pirtle? Just Pirtle. But like they they don't really have the money to like do this though, San Antonio. Like they don't have the like matchers, salary no. matching. So like I don't think that makes sense. It's um, really, really tough. The Thunder is kinda interesting to me. Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention the Thunder with Davis. I mean, in I theory, I don't think they're really in because, like, it would take Stephen Adams, right? Uh, it takes Stephen Adams, and you can't get rid of Stephen Adams. He's the best. Yeah, and, and like, so, so, like, Miritich is interesting to me in Oklahoma City for sure. You could do something like Jeremy Grant in a pick or something. Okay, okay, I can get behind that. I like, like that's that. not a disaster to me. No, uh, 
he would be very insulated defensively there. He would give them yeah. the offensive punch that they need. That's, yeah, that's a nice idea. That's not terrible to me. I like um, that. Let's see. Hmm. Is there? Is I don't there really anyone, know. If I mean, else? Utah. Utah. They like a power wing. Maybe. Yeah, like a four. Utah might be able to use one of those. Yeah, yeah. Utah. But like, so if I'm Utah, Jay Crowder so much. Utah definitely does well with their draft picks typically though so i, I probably right. wouldn't give up like number 20 right now is no. what that's projected to be no. so don't really know who would be the the epi- i mean i guess maybe you can trade jake crowder now um, well, like maybe, maybe it's like dante exum like is dante exum that out oh that's an interesting thought yeah maybe that's it just a buy low thing let's see what you got you know but i, yeah. I, I wouldn't think that utah does that yeah maybe I don't know. Um, Utah's weird. So yeah, like it's especially especially in the playoffs when they just let they just let Mitchell run point the entire time. Like you, know, you already have two point guards. So yeah, like there there are offers out there from Miritich. Uh, you know, a lot of the same suitors that we just talked about would probably be interested in Julius Randle too. Yeah, kind of the same thing, different different kind of smoke. Right. Um, the thing with Randle though is that so I'm a lot more interested in getting Randle's non bird rights than I am uh, getting Miritich's full bird rights yeah you're not giving miritich that big contract again i mean right nice guy and all he's not he's not signing for another 16 mil so what like with julius randall if you're that team you could give and go over the cap and sign him for like 10 or 10 million something like that like does he i think he probably gets a little bit more than that on the market but if you can you would like it doesn't yeah like I, i don't think it takes you out of his sweepstakes yeah yeah no i mean it's it, it especially if you're a good team and he likes it there um yeah hmm. that's hmm. not bad to me um hmm. what's what's a team what's a team that uh piques your interest in that regard like oklahoma city is really interesting to me there yeah. because he fits a lot of what they look for in players so like mm-hmm. if, you, if you're them you can get like well jeremy grant like isn't super valuable so like it it almost have to be a first if you're oklahoma city like they have number 24 right now i would guess that's probably right around it like do you give up a first to get julius randall no i mean someone might but i, I might i might if i was oklahoma city oh, wow okay okay they I like, really their, like they okay i'll, I'll so hear like you out could, on it so like with julius you could play him next to steven adams i think because of the switchability i mean like julius randall's averaging like 20 points and nine rebounds right really good yeah i think i think you no no one's arguing that it's just randall. like first i do think you give up a first for julius randall who's the worst player in the mpa <laughs> that you that you would give up a first round pick for he's on the radar he's on the line there miritich is probably on the line well we've already seen that play out yeah um yeah yeah it's just interesting who else who else that's an that's an interesting question it's hard it's hard yeah we'll we'll come back to it because i think right we're we're gonna be we're we're deep in silly season now and uh certainly there are gonna be some names that come up that uh um and then the last first round pick for him the last guy is uh, Drew Holiday that we should buddies. talk to. Yeah, I think that Drew Holiday should be uh, on the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, I'll hear any other options. So you want to give up Dennis Barnes, Smith, Smith, Harrison Barnes, and, and whatever else, else you need. Like two-way future firsts? Sure. Maybe one-way future first if they really one like One-way future first, and then you can if you like Jalen Brunson. Yeah, so like you're talking 2021 first? Sounds good to me. I don't know. I think I don't they can probably do better. But you than know that. what? They probably can. I think they can probably do better than that. Um, I don't. I also don't think that Dallas is in that much of a position to to get fast and loose with it. So here, here's uh, now. I was going to say like Sacramento, like Buddy Heald. God for damn! What is with the Sacramento? <laughs> yeah, like, I get it. That's the kind of guy Sacramento should look at, right? Like a guy who is locked in yeah. long term. 
Yeah, no, you're right. It is like you're a right. really good fit. Like that actually is interesting to me. Um, well, Detroit the, should be all about this, but well, they're... the team that should really be in on this is the Pacers. Yes. Could you do Demonis Sabonis yes. in a first for your <gasps> holiday? Oh man, that is a million dollar question. And like they have all the salary matching in the world. Like that's easy. Yeah. And like they could. Yeah. Like Demonis Sabonis a first and man, you Darren really Collison you... and Corey Joseph. Damn. Yes, I'm saying yes. I think the Pacers should do that. I don't know if the Pelicans should do that. Sabonis is awesome. Yeah, he is. But he's probably not ever as good as Drew Holiday is right now. Agreed. And that first is like eight, you know, 20th, 25th overall, somewhere in that range. Yeah. I, I think that they can probably do better. Like, do you have to put in Aaron Holiday? Like, is no, it man, Sabonis? you can't trade holidays for holidays. Sabonis and Aaron Holiday for Drew Holiday. Oh, that'd be so mean. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, Part of the goal is to get the uh, combine all the holidays. The Pacers is an interesting one, though. I, I like. I really like the idea of them trying to get Drew Holiday and pairing him with Victor Oladipo. What about um, the Clip Show? Yeah, it's an interesting one. The Clippers, uh, you know, they have the Gallinari deal, which yeah. is quickly becoming an asset, kind of, because uh, he's been good. Uh, yeah. So, like, it would all it'd have to be Gallinari and Shea, right? Then. I, would I, don't probably, know if, I don't know if that moves the needle for either so team. So I would probably do that because I think that Drew Holiday is very attractive when you're trying to pitch two max guys. So like you could That's essentially say, yeah. hey, Drew Holiday. You, there's probably, already, there's already an, an, an all-star on this team. Like you already have one all-star. And I guess two. I mean, I don't know what Tobias's situation is. But like, um, yeah, if you're, if you're going to Kawhi or you're going to Clay, it's like Drew Holiday is really good. And everyone in the NBA knows that he's really good. It's not like he's some secret. Um, so like here, Gallinari. The, so they are uh, eighth in the West right now, right? The right. Clippers. Uh, right. So they're two games ahead of the Lakers who will get LeBron back. Uh, they yeah. are, what, four games ahead of Minnesota and three games ahead of Sacramento. So like they could easily end up moving their 2019 pick, but then you'd also have the 2020 pick involved in deals. No, you can't do that. So, yeah. Would you do, Shay for... If you're the Pelicans, would you do Gallinari and Shea for Drew Holiday? I don't know if the Pelicans would do it. They would have to feel like they can move Gallinari once more, right? It just doesn't yeah, do I anything. Think so. I don't think he does anything for him in the short term, so you're trying to move him for a first. I think so, yeah. It's an interesting thought, though. Because they would still have two max cap spots then? Yeah, they would. And they'd be a more attractive option. And they would. it would obviously fit what they're trying to do currently, which is have a really tough defensive backcourt, which is not working out. Uh, but this is a, a way to guarantee that happens. Toronto for Drew Holiday? For Drew? How does Kyle Lowry fit into that equation? I mean, the Pelicans play with two point guards. You can play Drew off the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, is it, you know, OG Ananobi, Serge Ibaka, and, you know, whoever? Or OG Ananobi? Uh, or you might have to give up Siakam. I don't know if I would give up Siakam yeah, for Drew that's Holiday. That's too though. much. No, no. Like Siakam, Siakam. We were just talking about him as the the epicenter of a <laughs> Davis, Davis deal. deal. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, now this is this is the thing. There are going to be okay <laughs> suitors who 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 dropped out. Like there are going to be suitors for Anthony Davis that put in a good offer, but it wasn't good enough for Anthony Davis. And I've those, got a terrible idea. <laughs> oh God damn it! God damn it! would just do be so sad. It'd be don't so sad. Don't you do this to me? Don't you dare do this to me. Make Blake Griffin the center of the New Orleans oh. rebuild. I know, I know. I was literally thinking the same thing a moment ago. Or like, is it is it Andre Drummond? Maybe is the better move. Like, could you do Andre? Oh, uh, you know what? And, I don't like, know, man. Which which one of those has better trade value? 
Definitely Blake. Blake's like an all NBA player this year. Definitely I know. Blake. So like, yeah. But then, but you already know he's somewhat damaged goods, right? Like even if he isn't on the court, like he's already been traded <laughs> as is, a is superstar. Drummond, Drummond and a first? Drummond in that top 10 pick for Drew Holiday? For Drew? Yeah. Yeah, done deal. That actually might have value for... That has value for the Pelicans. The Pelicans, too. That plays. That plays. That plays a lot. That's actually Blake, really interesting to me. Because now you fix the front court conundrum. You, you, you're you in on Blake. You fix your you fix the fact that, you know, Reggie Jackson... They don't have a point guard, yeah. That they don't have a point guard. <laughs> uh, that fixes a lot of problems for the Pistons. It's not going to make them contenders or anything, but... It might, actually does know, really help them. It might sell more than 10,000 seats. Yeah. That's not a bad deal, actually. I like that. We'll run it up to Dell. I don't think that the Pelicans... I'm not sure the Pelicans do that. Do they? If they know they're losing Dave. But they don't know. They don't have to do anything with Drew for like two years still. I don't know that the Pelicans do that. Drew Andre Drummond in a top 10 pick for Drew Holiday. It's interesting. It's harder to find Drew Holiday than it is to find Andre Drummond. I have to figure it out today. That's the whole, that's the whole shtick. Trying to find one other suitor. Man, I mean, there's a lot of them. Again, we don't know until... The 76ers know. are the obvious one, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but they're super obvious. And I then, just don't see how they do it, to be real. Um, they do it because the Pelicans give up and have decided that they're going to uh, do a long, slow contraction. Oh, here's here's one. This will be the last one. Phoenix. <laughs> um, yeah, what is what what is that deal? So you're looking at like the same Josh offer Jackson. we made for yeah Warren. Anthony Davis. Josh Jackson, Mikael Bridges, Kelly Oubre? Yeah, yeah, that's good enough for Drew. I like that, actually. That works pretty well. It's a lot of, of their lot of lottery tickets, a lot of wing lottery tickets. Right, without actually giving away lottery tickets. Or like two of those guys in Phoenix's first, which right now is projected at like fourth, I think. And then yeah. do like a top one protected first round pick. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. And Phoenix Phoenix needs to do something like that. God, God knows how long we've been talking about that. Well, there's legit no better point guard I can think of to play with devin booker that's not like you know stephen curry or one of the like hyper hyper elite guys then drew holiday no thousand percent covers up a lot of his defensive issues can play off the ball when you want booker to have the ball in his hands that's a really really nice matchup yeah and then with the pelicans if they get that pick that's like top five or whatever in the draft you end up with a lot of team control yeah yeah that's pretty damn good i like it i actually like like it a lot yeah we found it it. we found it we did it sam when do we get um, put in charge of an NBA team so that we can slowly and methodically make trades? Things that we like this week. What are what do you like this week? Uh, let's talk about Draymond Green for a second because while he is resting tonight, um, a lot of people, and I think this is fair, are as- ascribing, oh, Boogie comes back and now the Warriors are this dominant force again. And DeMarcus Cousins has been wonderful and fantastic and surprising in many ways for the Warriors. But there have been a few things, I think, that have happened outside of Boogie's showing up that have spark the Warriors back into being this dominant force once again. And I think the biggest one of all of them, uh, I think Kevin Durant is playing good defense. I think Andre Guadal has been playing his ass off. I think Sean Livingston has done a little bit better. I think Steph is shooting more threes, and now he's driving to the lane more. He's establishing the inside-outside stuff. There's stuff that's happening. But Draymond Green turning back into just superstar defensive Draymond Green has been truly a joy to watch. He has decided that he no longer needs to shoot. His game is going to be extremely simple. He is going to just play crazy man defense and push the pace when he gets the ball. And that is the Warriors at their best. Uh, I, I really like watching Golden State uh, in this realm. And this is the the realm that 
they they took the league by storm in 2015. It's Steph and Draymond running the show and everybody else just getting what they can from that hub. I'm really enjoying seeing Draymond Green back to being Draymond Green and the Warriors being back to the Warriors that that uh, at least I fell in love with so many years ago. Yeah, so I like uh, I like that the Warriors have figured things out. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. Now I will say this: there might be some kevin conversations here because he is uh so much of the last three years has been trying to figure out how the steph led team can integrate kevin and it works out a lot better in the playoffs so maybe this is all a moot point because they will need a lot of isolation play in the playoffs you just need to throw two different kinds of smoke at teams but kevin has kind of been a non-factor over this 10 11 game run that they've been on uh at least as the system inside the system uh they're just not posting him up and clearing out the way and letting him do stuff he has to fit in a little bit more and there has been some strife with that so um it is this is the best version of warriors basketball but kevin durant isn't optimized at least towards kevin durant's game in this version of it and uh so that might that might add some stuff up with this anthony davis with all this anthony davis news and the knicks being players and if they get zion and stuff like listen this this only kind of reopens that pandora's box at the same time i much prefer this brand of basketball where kevin durant isn't needing to be satiated constantly and you're just letting two of the best to ever do it and two guys who who have just this ineffable quality of of driving a team uh let them do their best and uh, right now they're doing it so while Dieter talks about the team that revolutionized small ball i want to talk <laughs> about jaleel okafor yeah jaleel okafor uh <laughs> sorry definitely still like a novelty thing that's happening in new orleans uh, absolutely it's, and you wonder why anthony davis wants out <laughs> it's not something that i think is like actually helping them win games uh they're one in three during this little run uh i again i want to emphasize this enough jaleel okafor what he's doing right now probably does not help win t- like win teams basketball games but over the last four games, Jaleel Okafor, 19.8 points, 10.8 rebounds, 2.8 blocks while shooting 75% from the field. <laughs> it's cool that this is Good happening. for him. Good it's for very, him. Yes. That's God where damn I'm at. it. Like, that's awesome for him. I have no idea if this, like, actually I do. I don't think this is really something that is sustainable. It is absolutely not sustainable. <laughs> that is uh, probably conducive to the Pelicans I, winning games. I but hope we are wrong. I just want to say I am very happy that Jaleel Okafor is getting a second chance to roll out of bed with 20 and 10 it is fun it is uh cool (laughs) it's always great to see a guy like this who yes you know essentially failed pretty spectacularly Mm -hmm. uh, get a second chance and take advantage of it to the extent that he is capable of uh it's just very cool i'm very like i think that more than anything look again like i I don't know what's going to happen with this in the future but like it's just cool that this 23-year-old dude is kind of producing right now for New Orleans. Sam, I'm going to take your thing you like, and I'm going to take it to the next level. The real redemption story is happening right now in the G League with one Anthony Bennett. Yeah, I get. <laughs> so I, I know what's happening there. I've been paying attention to this a little bit because he's playing it, like just right down the road from me. Yeah. Um, the Agua Caliente Clippers. The excitement here, I think, is a little bit overblown the water is too hot 
Um, you continue though. Tell tell me about why you're excited no, about just, Anthony Bennett. Listen, like Anthony Bennett was was out. He was done. He was over. It was gone. And uh, now he is back stateside and he had a game-winning shot which is in no way an indication on if he should play not in the nba but um it's good to see him. it looked like he was having fun uh i have watched a couple of g league games on the side like it seems like he enjoys the game he was a number one overall pick and he fell from grace faster than any number one overall pick i can imagine that that's actually played um and you know he's doing something i think that if he plays really well down the stretch he stands a goddamn chance of playing, you know, being the 15th man on a roster next year and maybe doing something. I mean, he was born in 1993. He's not that old. And I think it's just, a, you know, with Jaleel and Anthony and, and a lot of other guys, I mean, maybe this is something that we should keep in mind when we discuss Brandon Ingram, even though I've just spent about 45 minutes to an hour shitting all over him. Um, like, development is never linear. And there's all some guys just don't bloom early. Right, they have all the talent, but it's just going to take a while. There's a lot of extra bullshit that happens in life when you are in the NBA. Stuff that we can't even imagine, and we've seen it firsthand, and it would mess us up in a second. And, and these guys are handling it with poise and grace and all that. Um, it's just fun. It, I don't even know if they're redemption stories. They're just reminders that it, it doesn't always it doesn't always go to plan. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to end up in a good place when it's all said and done. I hope it ends up in a good place for Anthony Bennett. I hope we're wrong about Julius Randle, and, and maybe maybe Brandon Ingram is the guy that we always thought he would be. It just takes him a little bit longer to be there, and we're impatient assholes. Maybe that's the case. Maybe not. So with Anthony Bennett, the thing that is uh, weird about you know his resurgence, right, is. Yeah. So he'd been coming off the bench and performing really, really well, right? Yes, yes. And then they started him, like, basically through the whole month of, or, like, the first half of January. And he was not very good when he started for them. Yeah. Uh, Averaged, like, considerably fewer games. In the last two games, they brought him off the bench, and he has uh, averaged, like, 18 points and shot he's made like four threes in both games like he's actually done really well coming off the bench shooting a lot of threes so like he is just he's like he's coming off the bench for a g league team and like we're we probably shouldn't get that excited about it i guess is where i'm at yeah you're right but let me have this okay (laughs) fair point i am with that uh like anthony bennett's gonna play for the warriors next year and he's gonna (gasps) play in an nba finals game because listen they are scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the end of that bench Oh, God. Uh, Dieter, tell the people where they can find your work. Uh, Who the hell knows anymore? Uh, At D. Kurtenbach on Twitter, San Jose Mercury News, East Bay Times. Their words there. Do with them what you will. Um, Yeah, go to The Athletic. Subscribe. I have something real quick going up on Anthony Davis. Uh, Nothing, like, super long. Um, Just within the context of all of our writers writing about Anthony Davis. Um, I have a mock draft coming on Tuesday. Uh, I filed. It's 9,500 words. God bless America. So, yeah, you should go read that, I guess. Yeah, carve out a week. <laughs> um, it's very scannable, so that's good news for you. Uh, go read that. It's a lot of really good contact. content, has some reporting, has like a little bit here and there. Um, just kind of a lot of different stuff to talk about. And go, I- I'm going to have another project coming out that I don't want to talk too much about. Uh, maybe later this week, probably more like early next week, so I have a lot to transcribe. But Damn. that's... That's about it. Until uh, until next time, I guess we'll talk soon. So shout out uh, Mint Mobile. Shout out Simple Contacts. So yeah, bye. Do that.